Hey, so I'm so excited. I want to share with you about one of our new sponsors, Starglow Media. They have this amazing show for all of you with younger kids called Mysteries About True Histories. Every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers and on adventures through time packed with puzzles and hidden equations, histories, and laughs. You all know Alana, our co-founder at Sproutable. She listened to the show with her seven-year-old and loved it. They would pause the show and try to figure out the math problems together, loved learning about different cultures and the histories around the world. The series explores themes like the stories behind math, critical thinking, code breaking, pattern solving, and so much more. Math is geared Math is what they call it. Math is geared towards kids six and over, but can be enjoyed by the entire family. Episodes drop every Thursday, and they're about 15 minutes, perfect length for the car rides, mealtime, break time, bedtime. Each episode is stacked with so much laughter, and your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. So tune into Mysteries About True Histories math with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. Hello. Welcome back. Welcome to the Joyful Courage Podcast, a place for inspiration and transformation as we work to keep it together while parenting our tweens and teens. This is real work, people. And when we can focus on our own growth and nurturing the connection with our kids, we can move through the turbulence in a way that allows for relationships to remain intact. My name's Casey O'Rourke. I am your fearless host. I'm a positive discipline trainer, space holder, coach, and the adolescent lead at Sproutable. Also, mama to a 20-year-old daughter and a 17-year-old son, I am walking right beside you on the path of raising our kids with positive discipline and conscious parenting. This show is meant to be a resource to you, and I work really hard to keep it really real, transparent, and authentic so that you feel seen and supported. Today is a solo show, and I'm confident that what I share will be useful to you. Please don't forget, sharing truly is caring. If you love today's show, please, please pass the link around, snap a screenshot, post it on your socials, or text it to your friends. Together, we can make an even bigger impact on families around the globe. If you're feeling extra special, you can rate and review us over in Apple Podcasts. I'm so glad that you're here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Enjoy the show. Hi, everybody. Solo show. I am excited to hang out with you today. Thank you for tuning in. I recently, actually last week, I put out a call to the Joyful Courage community through my email list to shoot me some questions that I could speak to for a summer Q&A that I'm going to be sharing. Many of you wrote in and I noticed a common theme. So I got a lot of questions with a lot of layers and there was something that was slightly the same in all of them. And this theme is something that I am in question about all the time in my own parenting. So no shade on this theme. It's something that comes up a lot for my clients and my listeners. And what I notice with parents who commit to positive discipline, positive parenting, this kind of relationship-centered, child-centered style of being with our kids. And A lot of us come to this work because perhaps we don't want to be as harsh 
as our parents were or manipulative or emotionally, you know, you know how it was, or as punitive, we want to make sure that we have a strong connection to our kids and really get, we really understand that relationship matters. There is for sure, for most of us, historical baggage that we are lugging around that's influencing how we're feeling about ourselves and our kids, especially I feel like during the teen years. And I'm so grateful to live in a time where the resources that we have are aplenty for those of us that want to parent in a more, you know, relationship brain centered approach. I am positive that I'm not the only person you follow. There's probably some other fabulous people out there. Well, there are other fabulous people out there with messages that align with what we all want in our hearts. And some of them have even been on this podcast. What I find is hardest about this style of parenting, again, positive discipline, positive parenting, conscious parenting, what is hard about it is the application and the integration of the principles. And so what this can look like is parents doing too much for their kids and then wondering why their teen's behavior is so shitty. Parents getting in the way of natural consequences and wondering why their kids don't appreciate all the effort that they're putting in for them. Parents keeping quiet about important issues and concerns because they fear their kid being mad at them and ruining that relationship. The result of this is that parents are enabling their teens rather than empowering them. So teens, this is the theme that I saw in a lot of the questions that I got. Teens with enabling parents feel deeply discouraged. They often rebel or develop an unhealthy dependence on adults, which leaves them feeling incapable or unable to deal with the natural disappointments of life. They get used to mom or dad, you know, swooping in and fixing everything, cleaning things up, looking the other way to pretend everything's fine when clearly it isn't to avoid confrontation or offer up these broad threats for, well, you know, next time you're going to be in trouble and then they never follow through on the threats. So yeah, enabling. Enabling parents, they rescue, they overprotect, and they try to over-control when parents bail our teens out, make excuses for them, lie to keep them from facing the consequences. This is all enabling. This is all enabling behavior from parents. When parents take on the job of waking their teens up in the morning, doing all their laundry, cooking all their food, we're enabling. I would also add bribery to the list. To me, bribery is, hey, if you do this thing, then you'll get this thing. And then we get really pissed when the thing, right, the thing that we've offered up doesn't get, or the thing that we want them to do doesn't get done because our teen has decided that the thing we dangled in front of them isn't worth the effort of the thing we want them to do. Does that sound familiar to anybody? So yeah, parents get themselves into trouble thinking they are trying to be helpful and then are confused and angry that their teens carry on with the behavior that we find so challenging, right? Doesn't that make sense to you? It's like, I've done so much for you. I totally bailed you out. Why aren't you more appreciative, right? I totally took care of all the things so you could get enough time to do your homework or whatever, right? Like, We do all these things and then they still don't follow through on what they say they're going to do. And then we feel resentful 
because we've done all these things that they don't appreciate. So I had a long Instagram chat with a mom about this just the other day. She's been listening to the podcast and appreciating the content. It was really nice to connect with her. And she finally landed on this question. What is the difference between being supportive and enabling? And this is a great question, right? This is a great question. And I think it's the slippery slope. It's the slippery slope. I've been talking about enabling. I think you get the picture there. And maybe you're thinking, well, isn't waking them up to get to school on time supportive? Isn't making them a lunch or getting their laundry clean for them? Isn't that supportive? So enabling is doing for your kids what they could be doing for themselves and often comes from a place of fear, worry, guilt, or shame. And the subtle message that we are sending to our teens when we engage in these enabling behaviors is that we don't trust that they are capable of handling their own life experiences. I know that's brutal, right? Like obviously we would never say that out loud, but our behavior sends a message. The way that we swoop in sends a message. And if you're identifying with any of those enabling behaviors, I just want you to take a deep breath. I know that everything you do for your kiddo comes from a place of deep love and a desire for them to have a good life. But hear me, hear me. You are robbing them of developing the skills they need to create that good life for themselves, right? Again, I know what you do comes from a place of love, but you are taking away their practice in developing the tools and the skills that they need for them to create that good life for themselves. So being supportive, on the other hand, it isn't doing for our kids. Instead, it is empowering them to do for themselves. Support equals empowerment. We are supporting our kids when we are empowering them. If we are not empowering them, it is not supportive. Support our teens when we empower them to practice life skills, to problem solve, to fix their mistakes. We're supporting our teens when we have faith in them and trust that they can do hard things. This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. So as the weather warms up, we're outside gardening or doing yard work, There are so many opportunities for skin issues, right? And for me, it's always a mystery to know what's going to irritate my skin, but I'm definitely out there itching and scratching. But the good news is active skin repair always seems to save the day. Active skin repair can be used to treat a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, and other types of skin damage. It's also safe and non-toxic, making it suitable for use on all skin types, all parts of the body, and even on rosacea, eczema, and acne-prone skin. Here's what I want you to do. Visit activeskinrepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and get 20% off your order when you use code JOYFUL. Again, that's www.activeskinrepair.com. Find out more about the product and get 20% off your order when you use the code JOYFUL. 
warmer, sunnier days are calling. Thank God, spring into summer is my favorite time of year. After turning 50 last September, I've been really working on my physical health and well-being and can honestly say that I am feeling better in my body than I have felt in a very long time. Yes, credit goes to movement and working out, but even more credit goes to how I'm feeding my body. That's why I love Factor. I fuel up with Factor's no prep, no mess meals, 35 different meal choices, and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. I always have a new flavor to explore. It's amazing. You can crush your wellness goals this May, keep time in the kitchen to a minimum, and enjoy effortless support for the lifestyle you want to be living with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust from Factor. Head over to factormeals.com slash joyful50 and use the code joyful50 to get 50% off your first First box plus 20% off your next month. That's code joyful50 at factormeals.com slash joyful50. Again, that's 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Yes, yes, yes. Join me. Join me in the health revolution and feel really good this summer. And notice I didn't say Trust that they can do hard things perfectly because not many of us can claim that, right? But they can do hard things. They can be in the wobble. They can slog through the muck and figure it out. Empowering parenting behaviors that have been discussed at length here on the show and are highlighted in Positive Discipline for Parents of Teens, the book by Jane Nelson and Lynn Lott, include one, listening and giving emotional support and validation without fixing or discounting their experience. Two, teaching life skills. Three, working on agreements through family meetings or the joint problem-solving process. Four, letting go without abandoning. Five, deciding what you will do with dignity and respect. Six, sharing what you think, how you feel, and what you want without lecturing, moralizing, insisting on agreement, or demanding satisfaction. Those are all empowering behaviors. We are not abandoning our kids when we don't rescue, fix, and save the day. We are standing next to them and we are giving them the message that we believe in them and we trust them and we know that they're capable of navigating what is hard in life, right? That's it. And Now, listen, I'm guessing maybe you or somebody else is sitting in this question of, well, okay, yeah, but what about when that doesn't work, right? I love this question. This question is an invitation for me as a coach and facilitator to bring the conversation back around to you and what it is that you want most. Do you want compliance and obedience and to know that you have control over your teen? If that's where you're sitting, you're going to be disappointed a lot of the time because, yeah, empowering our kids to have a voice, to believe in themselves, to be confident does not look like compliance, obedience, and being controlled by you, right? We aren't raising robots. So let's go deeper. What do you want most? When I ask parents that, here's what I get. 
I want my child to be responsible. I want them to be confident. I want them to be accountable, kind, resourceful, resilient. I want them to be caring, content, self-regulated, self-reliant, courageous, creative, right? They make this incredible list, incredible list of life skills that we want our teens to learn to embody, right, over time. And this is long-term, like we look in the long-term, right? Because no teenager is all of those things all of the time or even some of the time. These are skills that are in development through the teen years and through the lifetime, really. I mean, there's lots of adults that are lacking in some of those skills and characteristics and qualities that I just mentioned. Empowering our teens is the foundation of long-term parenting. And I'm just gonna assume that you, as a listener of this show, that you're in it for the long-term, you're in it for the long haul. You get that the short-term stuff is not useful or it's useful for the short-term and that really you want to be raising cooperative, collaborative, respectful young adults, right? Who are gonna be our neighbors, our leaders, our coworkers. You're in it for the long haul. When we point our compass, right, in the direction of empowering our teens, we find that they discover their own resilience and the ability to cope when the going gets tough. When we empower our teens, we hold space for them to develop their courage to go after and create the life they want. I love that. And you know, I have a 20-year-old and you guys, you've been with me through it all. I think I started this podcast in 2015. And at that point, yeah, my daughter was 13. So you all have been through her entire teenage experience. Granted, 20, still an adolescent. She's been on the show. She's talked about her struggles. We've been through the gauntlet of all the things. And I kept my compass pointing towards empowerment. Imperfectly, didn't always get it right, But that was where I was looking always in that direction of her feeling empowered, feeling capable, feeling courageous. And guess what's happening, man? She is going after and creating the life that she wants. She is living on her own. She is employed. She is in college. She is making friends. She is seeking out relationship. She is going grocery shopping and cooking her own food, and she is creating the life that she wants. She has a vision. And I got to tell you, five years ago, four years ago, three years ago, it was hard. It was hard to know. It was hard to know what was going to happen with that one. It was scary, actually. And I had to have a lot of faith and trust in the process. Yeah. We empower them. We hold space for them to develop their courage and go after and create the life that they want. When we enable them, we take away that opportunity, right? And this is something that's really important. You know, something that's been reiterated the last couple of shows. Our teens know us. They're used to us and our inconsistencies and our enabling ways. They know us and that's where the comfort zone is for them because it is familiar even if it isn't helpful and discouraging, it is familiar, right? It is familiar. How we show up is familiar. And the human experience is always going after comfort and familiarity. 
So keep that in mind as you shift into a more empowering and less enabling parenting style. Your kids might just be like, whoa, 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 whoa. What is happening? What is happening? Right? They might look at you with the, you know, WTF written all over their face. They might even just say it out loud. They have benefited in a lot of ways from your enabling, right? And taking it away may be a shock to their system. Expect that. Don't take it personally. You know, don't let them pushing back against you moving into a more empowering, less enabling mindset. Don't let that be an indicator that you're doing the wrong thing. Don't be afraid that you have ruined your relationship if they get mad that you aren't going to wake them up in the morning anymore. And that it's going to be up to them to get to wherever they need to go on time. They can do it. They need the space to do it. And they might need, you know, just like when they learned how to walk, they might need to fall down a bunch of times before they get it right. So yeah, expect the pushback. It's okay. You can live through it. And don't expect perfection. Just because you are working towards empowering your teen doesn't mean they're going to be perfect, right? They're still learning skills. We're working towards giving our teens more space to be responsible, not perfect, okay? They are learning new skills. We're giving them room to make mistakes and use them as opportunities for growth. And here's a little sidebar. If you have issues with mistakes and perfectionism and you have a really hard time when everything doesn't go your way or by your agenda, go see your therapist. Don't work this out on your teenager. Don't work it out on them. Go and see someone for help, right? To work out those issues. Because we have to give our kids space to have ideas and to problem solve and to flail around a little bit. The work is to trust and have faith that they are capable of learning the skills they need to survive and thrive. And we're not throwing them out to the wolves saying, peace out, good luck with adolescence, right? We're not doing that. We're not abandoning them. We're showing up. We're validating. We're letting them know we're available if they need help. Of course, we're just not going to do it for them because they're too capable. And that's not our job. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of TILT is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the TILT Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. 
I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Right? They're one, two, five years out of living on their own, right? They got to practice. Obviously, it's going to look different practicing for a 13-year-old than a 17 or 18-year-old, but you get my point, right? Life is messy. You know that. And if you have a teenager right now, then you're either solidly middle-aged or you're creeping your way towards that. You have dealt with some shit. I'm positive of that. Life is messy. It's important that you give your kiddo enough room to feel the mess while also providing some scaffolding for them. And by the way, through all of this, you get to practice being in your confident authority. If at any point you've been listening and are hearing me say that having faith and trusting your teen is capable means that they get to do whatever they want, hold up. That is not what I'm saying. This is not permissive. We're going to go back to intention, right? Back to our attention. What do we want most? What do we want them to be developing, right? We need to be in our confident authority here, people. And one place where this gets wobbly, so I'm going to use an example. Chores. This came up in that chat I had with the mom the other day and many moms. This is a place for strife for a lot of families with teens, mine included. And one thing that can happen is that they don't do chores and it's so annoying to deal with that we stop dealing with it, right? We're just like, fine. It's too hard to get you to help out. So I'm just not going to expect that anymore. And I'm going to be pissed about it and resentful, right? Okay. And I'm here to say, it's really important that our kids help out around the house. And here's why. One, it develops practical life skills that they need. They need to practice taking care of stuff, right? And two, chores, contributions, gives them the opportunity to be on the team, to be in contribution to the family. So don't give up here. And when I talk to parents, often it will be said, listen, my kid has had the same chores for a million years. They know what to do and when to do it. They just don't do it. And I'm so tired of fighting about it. And then they get into some judgment around their kid. If they would only, they're just so, they always, they never, right? So here's what your inner confident authority, right? That energetic inner confident authority. Here's what it gets to hold. Here's what it gets to hold. Chores are something that's expected to give you practice for life and to give you an opportunity to be in contribution to the family. And I think we need to change things up. Let's make a list of things you could do to help out and see what you'd like to do for the next couple of weeks. Do you know what young adults need to learn to do? They need to know how to go grocery shopping, how to pay bills and budget, how to cook. Yes, how to do housework but also how to change their oil and tend to their car. 10 years of emptying the dishwasher and taking out the trash shouldn't be the extent of the life skill development that our kids get. So change it up, right? Treat your teenager like the young adult they're eventually gonna grow into and really think about the life skills that are important for them to be practicing and learning and think about it out loud. 
right? Talk to them about it. And when they roll their eyes or push back again, breathe into that confident authority. So when I did that, here, you all do it with me. I take an inhale and I pull my spine long, my shoulders back, my heart open, right? I get into a dignified posture, right? I get into a dignified posture. I feel my feet on the floor. I feel grounded, right? I feel grounded. I feel sure of myself, right? Yeah, I get that you don't really want to do any of this. And it's important that you practice these things. What's it going to be this week, right? So you're validating, you're connecting with them. Yes, it's a drag and you're holding the firmness of we're doing this. So you get to decide. You get to decide what it can look like. When we can find our confident authority, we become a different kind of invitation for our teenagers. Does that make sense? We create a different kind of energy. It's not controlling drill sergeant. It's not like crazy dictator. It's not about intimidating or power over. It's an invitation to collaborate, right? And sometimes, I will say this, sometimes there is a lot of hurt in the dynamic between parent and teen. So as you work towards embodying your confident authority and empowering your teen, really working on pulling back on the doing for them so that they have the space to do for themselves, when you're doing this practice, and you feel like you're not really getting anywhere, like the resistance and resentment is strong, I want you to peel back the layers, get to the heart of the dynamic. You know, I've said this a million times, get curious about what is getting in the way. Sometimes the problem isn't that your kids won't do chores or are disrespectful or won't get up in the morning. Sometimes, often times, the problem is deeper than that. And the behavior that we don't love is actually the solution that our teens have come up with to solve the problem that we don't know about. Ah, I know this is a mind blower. It's kind of like a riddle or a tongue twister. So I'm going to say it in a slightly different way. Sometimes the behavior that's driving you crazy is actually your teen's solution to a problem you don't know about. We are all humans having a very real human experience. We are all perceiving and interpreting the world around us through our own lens, right? That we've developed over our lifespan. There is so much bullshit that can build up in our relations, in our relationships. Keep showing up. Keep doing your own work. Keep trying to wade through the BS right? Keep letting the teens in your life know that you love them and keep being just really transparent and clear and consistent and loving and confident, right? Trust them, trust the process, trust that they're capable of learning and growing and developing. And you might be like, I do, but they're not. And I'm here to say they are. And maybe you need to give them a little bit more room and a little less criticism. And you might be surprised, right? So there's a lot here. There's a lot here. Sit with it, digest it, maybe re-listen. I might need to re-listen to it too. My goal in this show is to leave you feeling empowered, right? I want you to feel empowered because you're amazing. 
you're amazing. And there's a reason that you are the parent of your kids, right? You're the exact right parent for them. Keep growing, keep exploring, keep questioning. And I'll be back again next week. All right, my friends, thank you for being here. Bye. Thank you so much for listening in today. Thank you so much to my Sproutable partners, Julieta and Alana, as well as Danielle and Chris Mann and the team at Podshaper for all the support with getting this show out there and helping it to sound so good. Check out our offers for parents with kids of all ages and sign up for our newsletter to stay better connected at besproutable.com. Tune back in on Monday for a brand new interview and I will be back solo with you next Thursday. Have a great day. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're, Amy, more of a, we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, Mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts.